0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Lessons, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Let's jump right into 1 Peter I'll try to close out this first chapter today. Uh, last time together, I want to refresh our memory of what we saw because verses 20 and 21 are, are, are just amazing, actually, when you think about them. Because they say this, He, that's Jesus, was foreknown before the foundation of the world. And we covered that in the last episode, exactly what that means. But He's appeared in these last times for the sake of you. So Jesus stepped in the time. He took on His own creation because you see in John 1 that He is the one within the Godhead. That spoke forth creation. And in these last times, he came for our sake, who through him are believers in God. So it's through the Lord Jesus Christ that we are brought into right relationship with God, the Father, that we are reconciled with Father. God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory. So Father is the one that raised him from the dead. Father is the one that gave him the glory. So that our faith and hope are in God. We're reconciled with God. Our faith, our hope are in God the Father. Again, people will say, but I I thought our faith and hope were in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is true. It's true. He says earlier in the chapter right here, our hope is in the the grace that is to come when the Lord returns again, okay? Okay. But it, again, is that wondrous mystery of the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. So, now, verse 22, listen to this. Since you have, in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren. And so we're seeing that we are saved, and out of this salvation comes some real deeds. And the thing that he's dealing with is that since we have been obedient to the truth, that we have purified our souls for a sincere love of the brethren. Since we've done this, fervently love one another from the heart. Peter, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is calling us to love one another. And this one another right here is addressing those who are true believers. Both of them are true believers. That doesn't mean that we come along and say, well, you're not a believer, so I don't have to love you. No, 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 no. We love, but we love in a different way. We love by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we love by the power of the Holy Spirit, those that are fellow brethren, notice this, sincere love of the brethren, that we fervently love one another from the heart. I cannot love someone who is a non-believer in the same way because they're not brethren. I still love them. I desire for them to be saved. But when we have the common spirit, we're part of the common body. And so what Peter's encouraged them to do is to fervently love one another from the heart, a heart that has been transformed, a heart that is being conformed into his likeness. Okay, a heart that is no longer a heart of stone, but is a heart of flesh that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. He he continues this in verse 23 for you have been born again not of seed which is perishable but imperishable that is through the living and enduring word of God we have been born again not in the flesh not in the seed <coughs> excuse me but through that which is imperishable which is the living and and enduring word of God. Well, what is he sp- uh, what's he talking about here when he says word of God? Is he speaking of the actual word, the actual Bible, the things that have been spoken? Well, let's read the next two verses and see. For all flesh is like grass, and all is glory like the flower grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. Hmm, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, what Peter is saying, he quotes an Old Testament passage right here. It's talking about, you know, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was also preached to you. The word which was preached to them was the truth of the fact that the word would come. Okay? When you look at John 1, you see the uh, first chapter of John that the, the Lord Jesus Christ is the word of the Lord. Okay? He is the life, and the word is life, and the word became flesh. Okay? That the word is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so really, we have both elements right here. We are saved, we were born again by the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We were saved, born again by believing the word of God, the word that was preached to them about the word of God. Okay, and so it's it's, it's very much sort of a play on words all the way through here that Peter's encouraged them to understand that because you have been born again, because you are a new creature and a new creation, because you're no longer dabbling in that stuff that you did in times of ignorance in the flesh and everything, that we are to live and be obedient to this truth and fervently love one another, fervently love one another from the heart i tell you this is such a needed word for the body of christ today because here's what the harsh reality is particularly in the area where i live i'm, I'm in the middle of the deep south uh, of the united states and uh it's hard to find anybody that hasn't heard about god and the lord jesus christ okay it really is if you walk up against a stranger in the street say have you ever heard about jesus they would go oh yeah 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 i've heard about him If you ask if they're walking with them, if you try to find out where they are with them, quite often it's oriented around, people will usually start, well, where do you go to church? Which is really a horrible question because, you know, that's not what's important. That's not what's important. What is important is where do you stand before the Most High God? But even with that question, you'll find people, and here's what the uh, truth is. The reason they don't, quote, unquote, go to church is because they've been there. Okay, it's because they've been there. They will have gone or been involved at some point in time and they walked away. And quite often you find out they're not really walking away from God. They're walking away from a group of people that don't fervently love one another. They're walking away from an organizational experience of religion. And there was not love there and there was argument. and There was all this kind of stuff because they mix an organizational thing with what the true organism is. Those of us who are true believers, if we fervently love one another, if we do everything the Lord calls us to do with one another, and boy, that's a vast thing that you see within the scripture, then the world will be drawn to him and we can boldly say, no, 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 I'm not talking to you about a religious thing. I'm not talking to you about an organizational thing. What I'm talking to you about is the life of the kingdom. And it will totally transform people. It will draw them into the kingdom. And I think the Lord would do mighty things through each and every one of us. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.